Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes recovered from their long nights in a city under siege from within. After saving Sylvie's classmate from a gang of ruffians, the party heads down south to check on Mir's mother and offer their services to the crown in maintaining the peace. The Cursed Campaign continues now. Well, hello there. Welcome back to Bestow Curse. Guys, we're making headway. We're, we're kind of getting through the mob here. And Sylvie has class canceled. So that's like a fringe Benny, I guess. She really needed it to get canceled because she has not been attending class. Life's been pretty anyway. thick. Yeah. Summer vacay. She's not been doing well. School's out for civil unrest. <laughs> well, when you put it out like... <laughs> Have you guys ever had class canceled for a weird reason? <laughs> it's a great besides question. civil unrest. Yeah, besides civil unrest. I yes, I actually have. Um, so I don't know if you guys knew this about me, uh, listeners and the people around this table, but um I grew up in Chicago. And um, Yes, deeply know. Yep. And sometimes it gets really cold in Chicago. And class has been canceled a few times uh in high school because it was so damn cold. And one time I used to uh, drive to school with my brother. He's two years older than me. So he would drive our bright green Kia Rio uh, 2003 that uh, I inherited and crashed. Um, you crashed the Kia Rio? I did. Yeah. Whoa. It's the only time I ever totaled the car. Only cra- car crash I've ever been in. Let's talk um, about that. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, what? Let's, let's save it for episode 15. But yeah, we showed up one morning and there were no cars in the parking lot. And we found out it was because it was too damn cold to have school. So then... We went to Burger King and got some burgers. And then my brother uh, drove the Kia Rio into a ditch. Couldn't get it back out. So you were stranded in the super cold? In the cold. And then uh, this tow truck was driving by and felt bad for us to pull us out of the ditch. And then we went home and watched (laughs) Saw 4. (laughs) It's quite the day you had. It was pretty wild. Wait, so it was only, it was just canceled because of cold though? Yeah. Yeah. So that actually happens in Minnesota too. It gets so cold they can't start the buses. Yeah. yeah. And so then you can't bus kids to school. So it's not because of the snow. It's just buses won't start. And that yeah, that happened uh, in Minnesota too. It's like uh, the the Eastern Front in World War II. They couldn't turn the tanks off for a winter. We didn't have cold days, but we my school district was bisected by a river. And when the river would flood, it would flood all of the bridges and you couldn't get half the kids to school. So we would have flood days. So we, I mean, my senior year, I think we had 10 flood days. Wow. It was wild. Climate sure is changing. (laughs) Climate, she's a changing. (laughs) Did anyone build an ark in your hometown? Nobody built an ark. (laughs) Well, you have that steamboat motel. Uh, Yeah. A little further the, away. Someone's uh, someone's safety net there. <laughs> I mean, someone's little dream home. It's the flood's <laughs> going too high. Uh, yeah, I've in in college, and uh, college is always iffy. Sometimes the professors do what they want. I've had class cancel due to hangover in college. <laughs> yeah. Um, Everyone else still went. <laughs> that was your own personal did not go. But My own little dream home. <laughs> Anyways, I, I've actually... That's my story. <laughs> <laughs> He's embraced it. Come um, do it again. <laughs> 
I had a class canceled because we, so the class itself, you had to read books, like specific books. Is there a class where you don't have to read books for it? No, no, no. It was not like, it wasn't like reading a textbook. Like you had to, you had to read like not quite novels, but similar to novels. Like they were like paperback books, a variety of, of both fiction and nonfiction. Um, anyways, our teacher had decided while she was re- cause she read every book with us. I question now whether or not she vetted them because there was one of the books that we were supposed to talk about and she canceled class because she did not want to talk discuss the book. And she said that we did not need to continue reading it if we had already or had not finished it. And she canceled class for that day because... What was the book? Um, Boy, I can't remember. It was about a female scientist. And I don't know because I was really behind in classes, so I also hadn't read it. <laughs> was it so written gonna- by Stephanie Meyer? No, but yeah, I was going to just kind of bumble my way through since uh, I hadn't really read it and I was focused on my science lab that day and uh, she just canceled class because she she didn't feel like she wanted to talk about it. Book sucks. Class is canceled. Yeah, that was exactly what it was. (laughs) This is not the book I thought it would be. (laughs) Nice. I had a perfectly normal school upbringing and just had normal snow days like a normal kid. Mm. For those of you listening in the 2100s, snow happened when the ambient temperature somewhere in the atmosphere reached below 32 degrees Fahrenheit and uh, water vapor crystallized into snowflakes and fell from the sky in enough quantities to uh, make it hard to drive in. Oh, yeah. When I was in Wisconsin, we had snow drifts that were as tall as our house, so we'd get on the roof and jump into them. Um, snow, or Somehow they, the school was still not canceled because they just put chains on the bus tires and called it good and then weaved in and out around the snow drifts. I remember distinctly that it got to negative 50 with the wind chill, and they still did not cancel school because they could start the buses. But I did go outside, and it was like one of my first cell phones ever. And I went outside with my phone to tell my mom that the bus driver dropped me off at the wrong stop and I was further away and I needed her to come help me because I my I couldn't feel my face. And my phone instantly stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know it's bad. Instantly Electronics stopped working. working. Haley actually died that day. <laughs> we all have the sixth sense. Why do you think I'm so pale? I'm a ghost. Expected. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does anybody's school get canceled because of a ghost? No. I mean, some of Good you, question. some of you went to Catholic school. Some of those are like old, <laughs> like old buildings. No, oh, we, no, hey, 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 we worship the ghosts. Okay, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Fair enough. If if there was reports that maybe there was a pointy headed red man with a tail and a pitchfork that would poke you in the butt, that would certainly get class canceled. <laughs> class is canceled due to Satan. Class is probably yeah. canceled. Go home and homeschool your kids from now on. Do you ever think like that's such a bummer now that kids can't get flood snow or two cold days because well more floods more floods yeah, yeah. well yeah yeah but like because <laughs> everybody's online. equipped to do online class Take now school from home yeah mm. yeah I just I feel like as a kid like snow days were some of the best that's kind of a bummer yeah mm-hmm. last of a dying era snow days a dying breed <laughs> anyway rain days coming in hot <laughs> kids don't know how good they have it Holy Ghost days how I miss them. Praise be. <laughs> well, I think on that note, I got to give out a hero point. Uh, this one is going to Steve because oh. I feel like he had it the hardest yeah. in, in terms of everyone's living situation <laughs> during the King Eadred riots. Yeah, I found my lady friend that I'm living with scared of me. Well, something that I can RP with pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> 
Well, uh, this hero point is sponsored by Thomas. It says, this hero point is actually a good boy point. I hope you've been oh. a good boy lately. Ooh, do you want to give, give that back? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to decline. Uh, bestow curse audience might not know that I am the HLP bad boy. Mm. So. Well, this one's a good boy point. So mm, I guess I uh, about this. even though he's got a little devil in him. Right. <laughs> I guess we could let it slide. Oh, I'm sitting on three hero points. I think this is the most I've ever had on this show. It should be, because that's yeah. the maximum you can have. Well, I don't think I've ever gotten that high well, before. It's it exciting. I'm going to spend them on anything now. Well, you peaked now. Peaked episode 14. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> okay, so you guys just broke up a mob that was attacking Sylvie's classmate, Eamon Jalento, and you are now headed to the southern part of Yidrid Isle, in order to check in on Mir's mother. And that's where we find you. Mir, you know where your mom lives. You guys can make it there. It's a little uneasy in the streets still. I mean, you've seen a mob, and you kind of hear in the distance some shouting and that kind of thing. You approach your mother's townhouse, and the there are no lights on. The door is locked as was told to you earlier uh, you know she used to keep a key in the uh, flower pot yeah I also have a key because it is also my house like you know your kid leaves but they never really leave like I have a, I have a key to my house oh I guess so yeah <laughs> guess you so. can have a key oh, sorry it disappears no. well you think they got a key machine that duplicates keys back Where'd in those days the secondary key why would there be a key under the flower pot? <laughs> That's the primary key. Primary key. <laughs> Your parents don't change the locks when you move out. <laughs> Steve, are you good? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you unlock the door to a quiet house. Mir would want to at least do some cursory glances and looking through and making sure nothing looks ruffled. As far as looking like maybe someone left in a hurry or potentially things are out of place. Yeah, sure. Make me a perception check. 26. Yeah, well, it's not that difficult uh, <laughs> to see that, yes, it looks like your mom kind of like, you maybe go up to the bedroom, it looks like she grabbed a ton of her clothes. It looks like just like the first couple of hangers or whatever are empty, and you would find on the kitchen table a note to okay. you that says that she's staying with the Corwins. You know okay, that okay. is the family that uh, she works for as yes. a maid. And so you assume she's probably, you know, the Corwins live in South Shore. She's probably somewhat safer than being on Eadred Isle, being there. Uh, probably have like yeah. a gated house or something kind of similar to Sylvie. Okay. So with that, she would pick up the note, pocket that, and uh, rest easy knowing that her mom is probably a-okay and she would let everybody know my mom is safe she's actually with her employer in a nice gated uh, lot it it should be a lot safer so long as you know the riots haven't hit like they did in the heights where Sylvia is we shouldn't have to worry much so that in mind I might come check in see when she's gonna come back but otherwise we should be able to continue uh, with informing the guard of what we found. All right, right on. If you did want to swing by that place, uh, I'd accompany you. But if you feel that she's probably safe there and we can continue about some business, I don't mind that either. 
I'd say she's probably safe there. Uh, maybe visit in a while, but it's all the way in sh- South Shore. Maybe she's got her own nine lives protecting her. Am I right, Diego? If there was more than one of me, I would. <laughs> I would be very confused. Not quite what I meant, but all right. <laughs> if I'll be honest, she does know how to handle herself at least a little bit in a fight. But Sounds like now. you take after her then. Okay. So are you attempting to, I guess, what's your, what's your game plan here? I think we wanted to go to the guard. Right? Like, I would say at the castle. Yeah. I think we heard from our friend Eamon that they're at least entertaining people like us. And we've got some stuff that we want to turn over. And potentially, we might be able to pick up some work or find some direction or something. Just kind of see where that conversation takes us. Sure. Why don't you give me a society check, those of you that could? Yeah, I was going to ask, if it, is, it, is it actually Castle Corvosa or is it one of, is there a... Primarily like a guard compound somewhere in the city we should go to. A dirty 20. Dirty 20. It does seem like the if the castle has a bunch of guards and people are going to the castle to, and, and being admitted, you think that that might be a route to approach the guard, but you do know that the guard's headquarters is in Citadel Volshnik in Midlands. And you also would remember that Midlands is the epicenter of all of the unrest in town, basically. That's where, like, the original fires and that woman whose cart was burnt down and everything started. You guys down for taking a hop to the Citadel? Yeah, I guess you you have the two options. You have the castle that you at least know is accepting people, or you have the Citadel uh, through the Midlands. I think we're gonna have to go to the castle because if we've got the brooch, too, Maybe we can two birds, one stone. It would help us have a more favorable outlook, I think. Aye, looking for answers, not necessarily employment. Sounds good. Let's make haste. The only employment I'm looking for is temporary and just payment for protecting my own. All right. So the late afternoon shadow of Castle Corvosa kind of looms over... As you approach the heights, but another shadow kind of crisscrosses it, and it's the Hall of Summoning that you see just like standing and actually blocking the sun, nearly as tall as Castle Corvosa in the heights. Uh, Make a perception check as you enter the heights. 16. I rolled an 8. 7. 17. 12. As you look up into the shadow of the Hall of Summoning, Mir, you are able to make out, and Sylvie, you are able to make out similar shape to that of Sazaran, your companion, as several imps flitter across that like, gap in the sunlight between buildings. And you can see they're on the rooftops around you. And then they start to close in. Oh, no. And I'll use those rolls as your initiative. Combat! Does having an imp with us not help us look less <laughs> suspicious? You can see. Impish or admirable. At the start of combat, it actually is the imp's turn. 
and the one in the southern so there are two on a rooftop to your north and one on a rooftop to your south the one from the southern rooftop flies in and enters Diego's square because they're tiny creatures Hmm. so he uses his first action to fly in then it's going to attempt to sting you oh no don't worry I've got a thick coat of fur see about that how's a 25 to hit 25 hits okay you're gonna take three points of piercing damage and three points of evil damage well are you a good character what's your alignment lawful neutral you do not take that evil damage only good characters take evil damage so you take three points of piercing damage and i do need you to make me a fortitude save okay 20 20, you save. The other two imps, one flies into... One flies into Vex Square, uh, and one flies into Mirror Square, the two closest of you. So Vec, this... Actually, uh, the other the other imp has one more attack. It's going to attack again. Apologies. I almost left it out. Wouldn't want to do that. But I don't think a 15 will hit. No. Okay. This imp's going to attack twice at Vec. Hmm. Die. Uh, that's probably going to miss at a 14. 14 and is we'll a miss. Attack again. And I assume a 15 will also miss. Hey, watch where you're putting that thing. So its tail has kind of unfurled and it has this stinger on it that's stinging at you. Uh, the other one's going to attack Mir twice. Okay. Ooh, this might be bad. That's a dirty 30. Oh, that's a critical. Okay. Ooh. Mir, are you good aligned? Yeah. Okay. One of my first ever good characters. Already coming around to bite you. <laughs> that is 18 points of damage. Ooh. Jesus! No! And then I need you to make me a fortitude save. It was a critical. Okay. One of her last good characters. <laughs> 24. 24, you have saved. Great. Then it's going to attack you again. Natural one. Yay! Okay, next to the initiative is Sylvie. Sylvie, these imps have flocked down on you, and Sazzy's kind of on your shoulder like, Oh, hey, whoa! What the hell is going on down here? Why are you giving my friends a hard time? And the other imps kind of like hiss at him. What are you doing? Sylvie calls out to the imps, We mean you no harm. And they're attacking her friends. She's not sure why and if they're not willing to talk she will try to tumble through Diego's square natural 20 for a 28 I mean you know that does it yep it does it here too that's good she doesn't have to tumble through you she has to tumble through <laughs> the well, imp that's through the on imp. well pretty full square that probably raises the DC a little bit <laughs> yeah really that's a chunky square but I got a natural 20, so I mean. All right, and then she attacks at the imp with her kukri. And uh, since she successfully tumbled through the imp square, the imp is flat-footed because of her tumble behind feet. Okay. That is an 18, 18 to hit. hits. Awesome. Ooh, max damage of 11. Uh, that's slashing and precision. And it's just with a regular kukri? It's a plus one kukri. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it. And then her final action, she's going to use a little bit of her magic and cast shield. So she uses her final action to, she raises her forearm and her family crest appears in front of her, giving her a plus one bonus to her AC. Awesome. Mir, you are, <laughs> you just got stabbed by this imp pretty brutally. It went for your jugular. Yeah, I'm not doing well. I also can't do anything about it. So first I will command Figgy to attack. Sure. All right. So he's going to try to bite first. And that's a 17. 17 does not hit. Damn it. Mm. And then he will try. Well, you guys aren't flanking, are you? I believe technically it's not because the line between the center of Figgy Square and Mir's center of square does not cross through the center technically of the tiny creature. All right. So no, Figgy misses. So then I will try to claw. I don't. Okay. Um, Good to know for next time. Mir should take a step and then command Figgy. Right. Yeah. So I guess then Mir will pull out her war razor and slash. It's a 19. 19 hits. Awesome. That is five points of damage. It doesn't feel like it all went through. Cool. Mm. Diego. Diego is going to take a step back to have the creature between it and Sylvie. Okay, so this will flank. Yep. He is going to rage and then swing his maul down on it, trying to crush it like a bug. Sure. 17 on the die. That goes to a 25. 25 hits. 16 points of bludgeoning damage. Whoa. Which crushes the amp. Yes. I was worried that it wouldn't. It didn't feel like it did all the damage. Yeah. But it does crush the amp. Was that the same for Sylvie? It didn't feel like it did all the damage. Okay. Vec. All right. So there is an imp in Vec Square. This is something that I don't think we've mentioned this episode yet, but we actually did talk about in between episodes was that Vec healed Sylvie in between episodes and in doing so although I refocused afterwards keyed on the minor curse that he has sure so the first thing that he's going to do is say excuse me not interested to the imp that's in his square right now and move away he moves past Diego so he is next to Mir that's an action then he is going to cast healer's blessing on Mir which isn't going to do anything right now but it'll be very important for his third action when he touches her now that his moderate curse is activated and lays on hands. So instead of a regular lay on hands, that would be six points of damage healed. That is going to heal an additional two points of damage because of healer's blessing and an additional extra point of damage on top of that because the moderate curse is active. So that is nine total instead of the regular six from a lay on hands. Nine points of healing. Awesome, thank you. You're welcome. At your whole turn? Yes. It was move, then cast and cast, and both of those spells do only have one action associated with them. Sounds good. The imp that is kind of in between Figgy, Diego, and Sylvie is going to close on Diego, entering his square. It is going to use deception to attempt to faint you. So this will be against your perception DC here. Oh, natural 20, 29. 
It's going to crit succeed there. Yep. yep. This will make you flat-footed to all of its attacks. However, it has moved and used a feint, so it only has one attack left. So it's until the end of my next turn, you are flat-footed. Uh, it's now going to attack at your flat-footed AC. That is a 23. That is a hit. Okay. It's going to deal five points of piercing damage. It does not deal any evil damage because you're not good. And I need you to make me a fortitude save. Let me use my hero point to re-roll that. <laughs> okay. Worse. That is a 13. 13 is a fail. Upon failing, you are you take three points of poison damage and you are clumsy one. Imagine I'm now poisoned and I'm on a track. You are on a track. Welcome to the track. <laughs> Good to be here. It's a, it's a nice track meet. You got the kitten mittens on as you're now clumsy. <laughs> hmm. Next in the order is the other imp. It is going to attempt the same thing. It's going to try and faint mirror here. Okay. So this is against your perception DC, which admittedly is probably very high. It's pretty good. However, that is a 26. Yeah, there's no way. But it doesn't crit? No. Okay. So only the first attack will be flat-footed. The second attack will not be. And you do have that status bonus to your AC. So the first attack is a 24 against your flat-footed. That will deal three points of damage. Uh, One of them is evil damage. And then it. uh, I need you to make a fortitude save. That is 13. I will re-roll that because I already heard that that fails. That one is a... 14. 14 no. also. Yes, 14. 14 also fails. Ah. Um, so you're going to take three points of poison damage and you are clumsy one. Okay. How many points? Three points of poison. Okay. And the imp is. Ooh. I'm just going to need Vec to make a will save. Ooh, I don't like that. All right. That would be a 18. Well, that would fail. Okay. But because your allies are threatened, it does not. As it attempts to use, like, honeyed words to get you to calm down. Oh. He's trying to Jasper me. (laughs) He's trying to... (laughs) Some might say he's trying to charm you. You know, like Jasper from Twilight could calm people down with their emotions. I know where you're going. I I just... Didn't know that, nor do I care. Well, uh, Haley... Read the books. Come on. I have. <laughs> when I was like in middle school, man. <laughs> Sylvie, you're not, not you're when you were 29. <laughs> Sylvie looks at Sazzy on her shoulder and says, Why are they doing this? Uh, you notice that they don't look like Sazzy? Mm. Uh, from a different layer of hell, probably. <laughs> You know, we're all a little evil. These guys are probably trying to steal your stuff. Uh, I guess that makes sense. And she sees that Mira is taking some pretty severe hits. So Sylvie is going to attempt to tumble through Mir's square. Oh, actually, she doesn't need to do that because she can flank with Figgy. Yes. Yep. So she just moves around. So, yeah, she moves around. Um, and she actually has 
30 feet of movement because she's in panache. <laughs> and then she will attack only a 16. 16 does not hit your target. All right. I am not going to re-up my shield. I'm going to attack again. Okay. Ugh, uh, worse. Worse. So, only a seven. Okay. Mir. Mir's going to take a step out and then be flanking with Vec. And then she's going to attack with the war racer. Okay. Natural one. So then after that, Figgy is going to attack. She tells Figgy to attack. He's flanking. Yes. Got a little uh, little diamond formation around this imp. Once Diego takes a step back, we'll be in like a full flank pattern. 26. Ooh, that's so close to a crit. That was an 18 on the die, so. I feel like you might have needed a 90. Wait, wait, wait. Do I add two for flanking still? Uh, I'm taking two off of the AC. Okay, then it's a 24. Okay, well, then. I'm further away. Still okay. ahead, but. That's great. Further away from a crit. And that is seven points of damage piercing. Then he will reach out to claw. Okay. 15. 15. Uh, very close, but no cigar. Diego. Okay. Diego with the imp in his square. Biggie in front of him. And Vec onto his right. He's going to take a step back five feet so that he is flanking the imp with Figgy. I think he's going to... Demoralizing could be an option, but I think he's just going to try to do a strike. Okay. 19 on the die. There it is. That is a 27 to hit. That is exactly a crit. (gasps) Yeah! Oh my gosh. This is going to be good. Take him to Pound Town. 32 points of Get out of here. You just obliterate the (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it's uh, yeah, it's just a splatter on the cobblestone as you bring the hammer down. Oh my gosh. And then he is with the gristle and and gore of the imp covering his maul, he is going to point it to the other imp there and say, you're next. And uh, try to uh, demoralize, try to intimidate him. With a 10, though, maybe he just doesn't hear, doesn't see. He seems to cower still, and you notice as you look, you kind of tilt your head just after you do this. From your part of the map, from the south, two pseudo-dragons come flying in, and they descend on your group, and the imp looks terrified, and Sazzy looks terrified. Say they do not go on. Vec, it's your turn. Okay. I'm a little worried here because I don't know if a pseudo dragon is good or bad. I know we encountered some earlier that were good, but I don't know about these. Case in point, we have also encountered an imp earlier, and these are bad. Is there a knowledge check that I could roll to learn more about these things? Uh, for the pseudo dragon or for the imp? Pseudo dragon. Okay, the pseudo dragon would be Arcana. Ooh, maybe maybe a better way to phrase that is like a sense motive. Could I perception that? You could. I'll let you use a seek. I mean, you can see them, but I'll let you use a seek to uh, sense motive. Yeah, I'd like to determine if they're try if they saw combat and they're just trying to pile on here, or if they saw an imp and want to kill it. Because mm-hmm. that's going to really control what happens next. I'm nervous about Sazzy. Yeah. Oh boy. 
Uh, it's a 10 on the die that's going to come out to a 15. And that's what, against their will DC? To sense motive? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, you can't really get a beat on them, no. honestly. I mean, it looks like they're coming yeah. for this combat. Like, they've slowed their flight down, but you can't tell what their intent is. I don't know what's going on with these newcomers. And Vec stares daggers at this imp in front of him. And somewhere off in the background, you hear supermassive black hole play <laughs> as he tries to intimidate using intimidating glare. Eh, probably not good. That's a 16. 16 does not intimidate your foe. All right. I have one thing left. What can I do with one action? Vec is going to flip a guidance on over to the party's DPS, Figgy. <laughs> that that pure tank. That's right. Okay. It is the imp's turn. It is going to take off. So it's going to fly 90 feet diagonally up. All right. Sylvie, it's your turn. Sazzy's on your shoulder and like cowers behind your hair as these pseudo dragons kind of take a bead on him. Sylvie holds up her arms and will cast a shield to protect her. And then Sazzy, who's on her shoulder and look to the pseudo dragons and say, this one is with me. It will do no harm. Make a diplomacy check. I'll let you do that as an action. All right. Sylvie's not the most charismatic. All right. I don't want, I don't want my brand new familiar to be <laughs> dragon bait. Uh, so I'll use one of my hero points. That was a waste of a hero point because that's only a six. A six. They kind of hiss at you. Mm, protecting an imp. Foolish. You'll pay for that. Mir, you're up. And just a reminder, you do have the scale. Yes, I know. I was considering that. What can I do if I take oh, I'm it sorry. out? I'm so sorry. Sylvia, I believe you have one more action. You cast shield, you use diplomacy, you do one more thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, she's not... You could move with Sazzy on your back. Yeah, she's not going to attack. She's kind of far away, like, from the pseudo dragons I guess I'll move and stand right next to Mir okay knowing that she has a way with animals so probably the safest person to stand by yeah right there all right sorry Haley proceed yeah I was going to ask you I know it said something about granting favor with the pseudo dragons mm -hmm. just any of them does it do anything besides that oh. uh, remember it does give you a bonus to diplomacy an item bonus to diplomacy with pseudo dragons that is I knew I had a note saying something with diplomacy but I wasn't sure what that was okay so I am going to pull that out okay one action pull it out yeah and I will say I promise we're not here to harm you. In fact, we were minding our own business before those nasty imps attacked us. This one, though, he's on our side. He helped get a pseudo dragon egg back. We don't need to say how he had it to begin with, but... It's technically true, so I'm not sure. That's a stretch. Uh, what is the item bonus? Plus one to diplomacy. I should have given this to Beck. 
toss it to me as your third action. I, I, will, I will say, now that it's visible, it applies to everybody. Oh. It's, it's not like a, it's not like a diplomat's badge where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, I need to have this. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just kind of a special thing. Yeah, I did roll a sixteen. Okay. Mm. Plus one is seventeen. Hmm. Wow. Um, look at that. Yeah, with a seventeen. <laughs> with a seventeen, it's Diego's turn. So you're not really sure what happens. Okay. Well, actually, sorry. You have you have one more action. I keep skipping your last actions, thinking you want to end it on diplomacy, but. <laughs> you have one more action to do. I guess we could just outright attack them if we really Absolutely wanted. not. <laughs> not here. Just in case uh, Vec ends up need, you know, needing to say something too to help out, she's going to guidance Vec. Oh, thank you. Okay, Diego, it's your turn. Diego calls out. I'm no friend of most imps, but this is not a black and white issue here. Yeah, he's more like he's red and blue. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to move back towards towards Sylvie kind of in a, in a defensive posture between her and the pseudo dragons and he's going to spend two actions to ready an action that if they come to attack her or the imp he will attack them okay it is their turn they fly kind of a circular route around the party and land on the far roof well we did just see you smack an imp into the pavement. So, if you have the scales of our brethren, you must be at least decent humans, or they look at at Mir and Diego, whatever you are. (laughs) We mean no harm. Keep that imp quiet, and we will come down. I promise you, he will be well behaved. And Sylvie shoots him a glare on her shoulder to <laughs> stay still. Okay. They look around. Who of you is hurt? Me. I am hurt. You most. Uh, Diego's a little hurt. I'm at 13 of 28. Mm, we must tend to the one with the scale first. Uh, they each have the ability to cast Soothe once per day. So Ooh. the first one is going to cast Soothe on you. What does Soothe do? You gain 13 hit points. Nice. It's like the Bard's heal. Gotcha. And for a minute, you have a plus two status bonus to saves against mental effects. I thank you. That's very helpful. How do you feel? Only some minor pain at this point. I'm two down. Okay, the other one would then turn to Diego. Your conviction to defending this imp is somewhat admirable, I will admit. You heal nine. Exactly what I needed. Oh, nice. I rolled really well for you. <laughs> <laughs> Got a nine on the die. It's a d10 plus four, so it was a pretty good spell. That was yep. pretty good, yeah. Can I do a knowledge check now that we're out of combat on those imps that we fought? What I do need is um, Diego and Mir to... Make me another fortitude save. Ah. Yes, we are still hurt. 14. Now, when I said I felt better, I did forget he did sting me and it hurts quite badly. Are you able to help me with that? As I rolled a natural one. <gasps> you might want to hero point that. that yeah. It's going to be a critical failure. 
Oh, on a poison on the second time? Yeah, I'm going to use that. That Um, makes sense. Chris, you you did fail, and you take one point of poison damage, and you are now clumsy one and slowed one. Uh, That's a 14. A 14 is a fail, but at least it's not a critical failure. You take uh, one point of poison damage as well, and you are clumsy one and slowed one. Oh, jeez, it looks like they really got you there. Um, Vex is going to bust out his healer tools and try to treat poison. Okay, who are you treating? It's only one action a pop, so I can probably get both of them before they have to make another save. Yep. So let's start with Diego. It's certainly not a sure thing. This is going against the poison's DC. 12 against Diego is just not going to do it. And then a 19 against Mirrors. 19 actually does help Mirror. Sweet. You got a plus two to your next save. Great. So should I make my save and then help Diego? Yeah, we're not locked out of it. It's just until the next... Like, I make a save, and then after I do another save, I can be treated again. Okay. Yeah, Vex, at the end of the turn, you would each have to make your save again. And then, Mira, you can help after this. So I get a plus two. Yeah, so you get a plus two. We got an 11. An 11 is a fail, not a critical fail. I got an 18. An 18 is a success. Yay! You move up the track to stage one. You are at stage three, Chris. Well, not stage. Stage two is the lowest stage you can be at. Oh, good, good. But, um, you're going to keep taking damage until you either recover or... So uh, you take three points of poison damage. You take one point of poison damage. Gotta love those two-stage poisons. And then uh, I assume Mir wants to do the medicine thing to both of you. Can I do it to myself? Yeah, you can. Oh, I would have done that way sooner. I didn't think I could do it to myself. All right, yeah, so I just roll a medicine check then? Yes. 18. 18, that succeeds. Great. Diego's got a plus two. Myself. 11. 11 does not succeed, but it doesn't... Let me give it a try. Yeah, you can do it to both as well. Uh, uh, you I need a crit they fail stack. to... They don't yeah. stack, yeah. So right, but if you crit succeed on Diego... It would bump it up to a plus four. Yeah. All right, Mir, you got one. Yay. That was a success. I got a 15 on the die, so that goes up to a 20. Yep. And then Diego, 18 on the die, 23. 23 doesn't crit succeed, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, but. Plus twos on both isn't bad, though. Yep. That's a 16 on the die. Okay, you are healed and you don't take any more damage. Yay. I got a 24 total. 24 total doesn't crit succeed, but it does move you up to stage two. So you're going to take uh, two points of damage, two points of poison. And at stage two, you are still slowed one, clumsy one. Not that it really matters because you're not making any rolls. Mm-hmm. I got a 14 on the die plus eight. That should give you a plus two. Yes, that gives you a plus <laughs> two. Um, well, I mean, Vec may as well roll. Fish for a 20, yeah. 20. I didn't. I got a four, yeah. Three on the die. I'm going back down. That's a well. It's a twelve uh, plus two is fourteen. Do you I do, but I mean, this is just like out of combat stuff. True. This is the fifth round of poison for you. You went down one, two, three. Then you came back up to two. You're going back down to three, so that's five. And then I'm just going to roll your next poison because you can't possibly. So yeah. two points for the first one, four points for the second one, and you're done with it. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, poisons are <laughs> fun. Can I heal myself then? Yeah, so you guys can take some time here. You're kind of just under the shadow of both Castle Corvosa and the Summoning Tower, but 
the pseudo dragon, seeing you kind of struggle with this poison. Mm, sorry, we've done all we can do, but hopefully it kept you alive. Your help is much appreciated. Thank you. I very much appreciated it. I was feeling quite, quite down. And I can now heal anyone else. So, speaking of that, does anyone else need some healing? I'm getting rid of this poison out of my system has taken a toll on me. I, I could use some healing. So You can practice a little bloodletting. I'm assuming we're taking 10 <laughs> minutes for that or so. Yeah, you guys will take 10 minutes for that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I literally don't even have to roll. We can just keep, yeah. like, laying on hands. Mm-hmm. That's fine. As he's being treated, Diego looks back up to the pseudo dragons. You must see an awful lot from your your views above the city. What what do you see that's been going on here? What 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 comes across your view while you're flying up there? Mm, many imps have risen from the halls of the academy, and otherwise, uh, we've had to do combat with them. The skies are in greater numbers than we usually face. The hippogriffs have been flying to Castle Corvosa. The guards accumulate there. It seems that their numbers are dwindling. We have seen deaths, but also many who shirk their post. Seems, although we are not a part of city politics, that uh, whatever has happened has had a negative effect on the regulation and the peacekeeping of the city. The imps certainly aren't making the situation any better. Then they would stare daggers at Sazzy. He's like, whoa, hey, <laughs> just hanging out over here. Come on. Can I do a knowledge arcana on the imps? Oh, on the imps? On the imps. You could that would be a religion. Religion? Oh. Imps are religion. I'm not trained in religion. I could throw one at that. Twenty-one. I mean, I'm sure Sylvie could ask if there's something you wanted to know. I mean, mostly I was just curious about them if there was like a specific reason why they were attacking. Uh, I mean, you know they are evil creatures. Sazzy is an evil creature. Yeah, yeah. They're mm-hmm. they're evil aligned. In fact, you would know that like for future reference, if you run into any of them, you need to deal damage with a silver weapon. Ah. Or they're resistant to the damage you deal, and you can't deal fire damage to them at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you think like if any of you were capable of dealing good damage, that would really hurt them. So something like a I mean, even I think holy water does good damage. Sure. Uh, but something like that would be useful. But these imps distinctly don't look like uh, Sazaran. They kind of... You think that imps kind of mimic the devil they serve? Okay. In a way. And so neither of these look like Sazzy at all. So Vex kind of going to be like squatting down by the squashed one and look back up at the, the party. You know... As soon as these descended on us, I thought something was strange. We've met this imp here, Sazzy. It's been a pleasure. But these ones are quite different. They seem to serve a different master, or even a different type of master, maybe. Could be somebody behind the strings is liking to pull on their marionettes and cause some trouble here in Corbosa. The Academy does have a 
bit of a reputation. It, I guess, is not that surprising that evil creatures such as these in this chaos would try to take advantage of people just walking by. And are these Academy Imps, Sylvie? It's probably a question for Griffin. Like, no, it let Sylvie a, answer. It, well, it would be assumed, right? Because we're right by the summoning hall. It's not the same academy that she goes to. Yeah, it's not. Right. It's not Sylvie's academy. It's the like the magic academy, academy versus yeah. Orsini Academy. Oh, it does get confusing. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that was my confusion. <laughs> that's I was like, okay, like, this is like, not for Sylvie. Yeah, <laughs> Sylvie mm. has a minor obsession with the magical academy because they have the breaching festival. But yeah. They, and they, I think they do have a bit of a reputation for being more on the evil side. Well, I'm glad it's nice and clear then. <laughs> yeah, you both come from a place of higher education. Curious. <laughs> the bourgeoisie. Elite imp those, those imps in their ivory red towers. <laughs> well, you guys have taken some time to heal, and the sun is starting to dip a bit lower, but you would be able to make it to... Castle Corvosa by uh, early evening. It creates this huge shadow because it's up on this huge flat top pyramid uh, that you would know is called the Grand Mastaba. And you can approach it from any of the four sides. There are these huge, um, these huge stairways up. And maybe, maybe a ramp is a more appropriate word because it does allow for carts and stuff to, uh, to, climb the Mastaba, but you can enter from any of the four sides, although you see that one corner of the Grand Mastaba is kind of rubbled. Atop the Grand Mastaba is just this this huge castle. It is... Think if a if like one of the Great Pyramids of Giza was cut off about a third of the way up, this castle occupies all of that space, and it just looms huge towers just immense on the skyline as you make your way up the ramp there are no guards at the base of the Grand Mastaba but once you reach the top you see that the castle itself and the stone wall surrounding it just bristle with guards with crossbows and uh, and you hear kind of like the clanking of armor behind the walls there are two guards by the portcullis leading in uh, that are outward facing to deal with anyone approaching. Oh, uh, well, hello. What brings you to Castle Corvosa under such dire circumstances? Perhaps to say this before we approach, but Diego might be a little apace from everyone else. We've had an instance where his presence caused prior dealings to go bad and he doesn't want the same thing to happen here so he may be standing a little way to look like he's not quite with the group sure all right that kind of takes the lead you know he puts his hands up hello my friends me and my friends here are able to offer our services in this time of need our great city is under attack from within it appears that there's quite a bit of unrest and we thought it was our civic duty to help the powers that be maintain order upon this fine city. A noble, a noble thought. We are quite low on staff, as it were. But I'm afraid, outside of 
extenuating circumstances, it's getting a bit late, and, well, Queen Iliosa isn't taking, isn't holding court. You can, you can understand. Unless, you know, you had a spe more specific reason to, to need her attention, I suppose. It's a funny thing you bring that up, my friend. Because in addition to the services we are looking to provide this city, we think we may have something in our possession that the Great Queen might be interested in. What exactly would that be? Recently, my friends and I came into a possession of hers, a brooch that I might have heard that she had lost. Now, I think she would probably like it back. And in return, I would only ask a few moments of her time. Go ahead and roll me a diplomacy. Take a plus two bonus for mentioning the brooch. Sure. All right. This die has been rolling well for me tonight. And it continues to do so 19 off the die. Woo! All right. With my diplomacy, that's coming up to a 27 with the plus two, 29. All right. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's an extenuating circumstance indeed. You know, the queen... Uh, before all of this had had a reward out for that specific brooch might warm her heart to you know in these times to receive something that was lost given she's lost so much recently all right let me escort you inside um well at least as far as i'm allowed to go and then i'll hand you off if that's all right quite understandable my friend we appreciate your hospitality and he would call up to the guards kind of in the in the towers next to the portcullis and they would lower the door and you'd be able to enter and you the this guard would bring you as far as the main entrance of the castle proper so across the castle grounds and you would be greeted by a tall tian woman in heavy full plate with a crimson cape she has a deep scar kind of running from forehead to cheek across one of her eyes she addresses you after the guard kind of mumbles to her greetings they tell me you have something that belongs to the queen is that correct Aye, we do. I don't know the history behind it, but I recognized the piece quite immediately when I came upon it. I believe it's a brooch that she wants possessed. Uh, she smiles, and she kind of steps aside of the door and opens it and gestures. If you begin to make your way in, the guard that escorted you and several other guards would make like they're going to follow you, uh, and she'd quickly correct them. Uh, you may return to your posts. These, these people pose no threat to the queen. She would escort you herself to the throne room. Uh, quite some times we've been having. <laughs> How are all of you holding up? Not quite well. That's why we're here. Trying to make this place better for everybody. Um, my name is Sabina Marin. I'm the queen's bodyguard. And the head of her royal guard. This will this will raise her spirits, I'm sure. Well, Miss Marin, um, I've heard that she's lost quite a bit. 
and I, I hope this does. If I may introduce us, I'm, my name's Vicaris Railby. This is my friend Sylvie Fordyce. I've got me and Diego Longshadow over here as well. Well, Mr. Mr. Relby, is, is that how you would like me to introduce the four of you to the Queen? or If you could, that'd be lovely. Other titles, maybe? I don't have a title. For me, just introduce me as from House Fordyce. Sylvie of House Fordyce, I can do that. Vicaris Relby, Diego Longshadow. He uh, said your name was Mir, how would you... The name's Mirata Bolgan. Mirata Bolgan. Perfect. Uh, I can do that. We've been having a time of it, of course, as well. In, in the castle, most of the guards have have kind of holed up here, but it's it's been a struggle. <laughs> We've had many leave their posts, um, and it's been difficult to to get the city in any sort of order. I'm not surprised. I didn't see a whole bunch of guards down in Old Corvosa. And generally, I think maybe the, the four of us and you should talk after this. We might be able to try to help. Well, Queen Iliosa has been insisting that we open, at least while she's holding court, open the doors to, uh, I assume, your adventurers or uh, may, maybe you're all local, but you seem capable, uh, capable people that want to make the city a better place. She's had us open the gates for such people, <laughs> putting herself at somewhat of a risk, and I know, but in order to try and help restore order in Corvosa, because it's obviously <laughs> reached a tipping point. We, as you've said, we didn't get to old Corvosa in time. It seems it was hit the hardest, the fastest. And at this point, there's not much good we can do with a higher guard presence. A lot of the places that would have been looted already are. But having some people on the streets will at least prevent others from being assaulted. We stopped one of that on the way. You're absolutely right. Fortunately, I only can control what happens within these walls. Um, but I can maybe get you into contact with somebody that... That could help. And she kind of pauses at this next door that has a hand on it. We'll be entering her throne room now. So if there's anything you would like to do beforehand, I would ask that you do it. I'm not in the presence of any sort of royalty or nobles. The closest I've got is Sylvie. What should I be doing? Well, first of all, I would ask that you all... Leave your weapons outside. Uh, it's only proper. And obviously, I don't want to have to do my duty, but I will. But you seem a reasonable sort. Diego set down his maul with a giant clank. <laughs> yeah, Mir's gonna go ahead and take off her bow and her long spear and her razor. This may surprise the listening audience, but I actually do have weapons. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I dropped them as well. Sylvie sets down her kukri and the gauntlet that she was wearing. And Sylvie actually has uh, the special ability Courtly Graces. So she can, if needed, uh, use society to make an impression on a noble. Nice. With her societal knowledge. Nice. All right. Sabina would turn to Mir. And you, you may 
bring your companion into the room, but I assume he has been following along like a good boy. It seems <laughs> trained. Is that correct? Uh, he's he's quite trained. Right. Uh, lots of rewards of worms. <laughs> That's one way to have a companion. <laughs> so we've covered appearances and my companion, but is there a way we should be acting? If you have the interests of the city uh, at heart, I think uh, just be yourselves. If you'd like to voice some of your concerns directly to the queen, I mean, she's been hearing them, but you're welcome to. But please uh, be polite and try and understand. She's put in a position she was not necessarily prepared for and is still mourning. So I would ask that you be respectful. We certainly can empathize. We're good people here for a noble cause. We'll cause her no trepidation nor ill will. I know I described Sabina, but I've actually been kind of casting these characters behind the scenes. So I thought I'd just show you guys a picture. I, I cast her as um, uh, Lee C. Young. She's from... Um, it's it's one of those new Korean shows on Netflix that's not Squid Games. <laughs> but um, that's sure, her. Sure. Oh, okay. She looks like a badass. Yeah. She does, yeah. Sabina looks at you, kind of nods, and creaks open the door to the throne room. There are just red tapestries on the walls leading up to this huge red throne and the floor has this kind of like think red carpet leading up to it. Griffin, are you sure there's not a specific shade of red that throne should be? I mean... Like a salmon or like a burgundy? (laughs) (laughs) There aren't any Alabama fans in the room. (laughs) Real crimson throne. Roll throne. Roll throne. Roll throne. And above, kind of letting in the evening light, there are just these huge stained glass depictions of previous kings 30 feet up, like this huge vaulted ceiling and these huge stained glass images. And you see the queen sitting upon the throne in a black dress uh, with a black veil, standing starkly from that black clothing is just her bright auburn hair and the red jeweled crown on her head. You approach the the throne. I will allow a society check from Sylvie to to see if she knows what to do with her courtly graces. Mm. And if she succeeds, you, you can probably all follow suit. Oh boy. That is a 23 society. With a 23, you know, to stay behind Sabina as she, like, leads into the room. And at about halfway, she unsheathes her huge... She has this huge falchion. She unsheathes it, kind of plants it in the ground in front of her. Queen Iliosa announcing Vicaris Relby, Diego Longshadow, Mirota Bulgan... And Sylvie of House Fordyce, they have come with an item of yours and to speak with you. She then grabs her, like, kind of hefts this huge sword and sheathes it again and moves 
up the steps and behind the throne and stands at Queen Ilios's side. Sylvie, you know with that society check to approach within 10 feet and then kneel and bow before you introduce yourself as yourself. Sylvie does just that and look to the group to make sure they are following suit with her actions. And as she's finishing her bow, she'll look up to the queen. It is a pleasure to meet you. I am Sylvie of Ausfordice. Haley, make me a nature check. Okay. We're freaking plants in here or something. You're the plants. (laughs) Uh, 21. Uh, With the 21, you kind of like nudge Figgy to join the group, and he does at the same pace, and then he kind of sits. (laughs) (laughs) Please rise. It is a pleasure to meet all of you. I'm Iliosa Arabasti. Well, I suppose the Queen of Corvosa. How how exactly can I help you? Queen Iliosa, it pains me greatly to come to you on such times of hardship. We all feel the same pain that you feel at the death of your beloved King Eadred. May he rest in peace. We come today to offer our fealty and offer our services if we can and perhaps in this time of hardship and woe that you experience perhaps offer some sort of light we have been on our own little adventures before the entire city decided to turn upon itself and i think that we found something that at one time must have meant quite a bit to you and Vec produces the brooch. I found this. I'd like to return it to you. Iliosa would kind of remove her veil to take a better look. And the smile crosses her face. Um, it does look like she's she's kind of got the, the red around her eyes of someone who's been either crying or just like awake for a really long period of time. Like she has like bags under her eyes as well but she does like smile slightly at this and actually stands from the throne and sensing that you've probably never been in a throne room before <laughs> you may approach uh, Mr. Relby I'd love to take a look at that of course my lady she reaches down this brooch was stolen from me some time ago I had not expected to see it again truth be told and yet here on my darkest day, you come before me with kindness. The return of this brooch is much more than an honorable deed. It's it's an inspiration. It's hope. I love Corvosa as my husband did before me. His death has shocked the city as it has me. But I will not see his legacy destroyed in death. I shall not see my city torn apart. All Corvosa stands at the precipice of a disaster wrought by your citizens. These riots can't continue. You've already done my heart a great service in returning this precious heirloom to me, and you shall be rewarded. Yet, perhaps you can serve your city more. Uh, The Corvosan guard is stretched thin, as uh, Miss Marin may have already explained to you. It could certainly use the aid of heroes such as you. 
If you so choose, I shall have Sabina see to it that you have an escort of guards. When you leave here, they can see to your safe journey to Citadel Volshnik. I shall send word ahead of you to Field Marshal Cressida Croft to let her know you're on your way. Is that something you as a group would be interested in? Vec looks back at the rest of the party. Sylvie is thinking about what she knows about Corvos and society. And correct me if I'm wrong, but from the information we got before, the queen did not like Corvosa. That is correct. And now she's saying she does? Yeah, that was, I mean, again, that was kind of like the rumor mill that you had heard. You've never actually interacted with the queen, obviously. Yes, yes. And you suspect that, you know, many people that may talk about the queen probably have never interacted Mm -hmm. with her as well. There wouldn't be anything wrong with us taking this offer and then working out specifics with the field marshal too, potentially. Like, I mean, that's a a separate discussion we can have with them on the specifics, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think we should take this. It's what we were hoping to get. I'm just feel like Sylvie's still a little bit cautious. I mean, obviously, actually meeting the queen in person takes precedent over rumors, but there's a disconnect here. So a little concerned. Yeah, Mir would uh, appreciate the offer. A side note, maybe it's worth mentioning uh, that we did find who stole this and dealt with them already. Oh, sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, if we kind of get the nod from the rest of the party, Vecca look back to um, Queen Eliosa. Aye, I think we could save your field marshal quite well over there at Castle Volshnik. And you may rest assuredly tonight, even if your heart still wanes for the late King Eadred. The man who took this from you, or at least who profited from the thievery of this item here, he is no longer among the living. That has been dealt with. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't wish the death of somebody over an item like this, but I'm assuming that person was not a good person to begin with. If I may speak frankly, he did not die because of this item. This man was a cancer, an old Corvosa, and there's only one way to deal with a cancer like that. He was hurting children. There was no way we were going to let that stand. Then you already have a history of serving this city. I'm hoping that your days of serving the crown are just beginning. It's, It's quite fortunate that people such as yourselves lend your services to the city and do good for good needs doing. She produces a silver coffer that she would hand to you in exchange for the brooch. Well, if if I can assume that you are accepting, um, it has been a pleasure to meet you. Uh, thank you for this kindness you've shown me. However, my grief has drained me. I I should retire to my chambers if there's nothing else. I hope you can rest easy tonight. It has been a pleasure meeting you. And I hope maybe one day we can meet again. Under maybe more fortuitous circumstances. Hopefully. Uh, I'm hoping good days are on the horizon for Cor- Corvosa. And with that, she would... Retire, and Sabina would uh, step down the steps and escort you back 
through the castle. I I think that went well. She seemed to like the four of you, which is good. She's been in a bad mood the past couple of days, obviously. But it seems you've raised her spirits. Um, would you like that escort? We can we can provide it, and they should see you safely through Midlands, which has kind of been the the hardest hit area. Um, and they can get you to see uh, Miss Croft, who. You know, if you have any other any other qualms about how this city is being defended and how people are being treated, she is uh, the field marshal and has a lot more sway over the Corvosan guard than I do. So she would be a good person to talk to, a good ally. And uh, we sent word of your arrival ahead of you. Never had a town guard escort before. Be fun. You don't look the type that would have had one. All right, watch it. <laughs> and he's he's, smi- he's like smiling and like kind of joking with that. If Midlands is still as bad as it was, they're gonna need your help. I think you'll get there safely. Uh, you're you'll be in good hands, Sylvie. You've kind of had this weird feeling of I don't know, like familiarity. Okay. Why don't you make me a, uh, I think society would be the right check. 21. You've seen old paintings at the Academy of like previous classes. You recognize this woman, maybe younger, a few years younger, and certainly without the scar. But you think she went to Orsini Academy at some point. That's cool. Yeah, that's fun. Have we, like, left the... No, she's still walking you You look familiar. Did you happen to attend the Orsini Academy when you were younger? Mm, A long while ago. It has been some time. How would you recognize me? I am a student there. Or at least I was until classes were cancelled. Does that old windbag talk about me, or how do you... There are portraits. There's one in your likeness, maybe a few years younger, not much more. Ben Carlo has always been sentimental. Strange that he would keep a portrait up, but... Yes, I (laughs) was one of his few students from Tianjia. It was interesting. And, And you must be quite skilled. I have been working quite hard to get to where I am. I have a bit more to learn. I'll have to keep an ear to the ground about your exploits if you're a Orsini Academy student and now potentially working with Corvos and Guard. I imagine you'll go far. Sylvie's grinning from ear to ear. Oh, you will hear of me, of course. The stories will be (laughs) far-reaching. She laughs at this and kind of like, you know, plays. She's she's taller than you. I mean, she's probably about five eleven. I don't think Sylvie's that hot, that tall. No, no, she's not. Um, and she would kind of like place a hand on your shoulder and and give a more genuine chuckle than she's. She kind of she seemed maybe a little stony at first, but it seems uh, you've maybe loosened her up a little bit. Um, and she smiles and she actually like 
kind of breaks her normal guard stance to give you like a wave as she um as you as you cross the courtyard and meet your guard escort and i think we'll continue the curse campaign next time you know what i think this queen's got things figured out i like her yeah go queen The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.